From our studios at historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park, it's Okaboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee. Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. What a great weekend coming up here in the Iowa Great Lakes. I'm Jeff Thee coming from our studios right here at Arnold's Park Amusement Park. With me is a good friend of mine, Mr. Terry Klein. We've performed together. I've known him since right when I moved here. And it's just it's about birth. Just about <laughs> <laughs> And it's just, it's good to see you, my friend. Thanks it's for coming in. It's good to in. see you. It's been a long year. Yeah, boy, everyone's had a long year, haven't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. We all got to have these. Yep, got our, and it's nice Iowa rock and roll. Had a nice little mask we could sure. wear during this sure. thing. Well, I just, I wanted to come in and uh, some of my favorite interviews to do are do with just human interest. People that we've known in the area and uh, you know they're there, you know some of what they do, but you don't know, don't know the whole story. So. Sure. I want to talk to you about your career. Okay. I, I know you grew up in Fort Dodge. That's right. Uh, the first band I was ever in was called Terry Lee and the Teardrops. And that was a little group that I put together when I was probably 14, maybe something like that. And we played for um, Y dances and school things, and, and we weren't very good at all. You know, <laughs> we had a bass player that just used a regular guitar uh, and just played the lower strings, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then from there, there was, there was a group in Fort Dodge called uh, the Cervells. Okay. Well, they were more of a um, like a ventures type group. They only sang about three or four songs okay. the whole night. Most of it was instrumental. Well, I was mowing lawns at at a tracks gas station, and a car pulls up, and the guy says, "You're Terry Klein, aren't you?" I says, "Yeah." He said, "Would you ever be interested in singing with a band?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I might." So, gave me some you know some of the things they wanted me to do and, and so i said well i have to ask my folks well my dad had had bands in the area for years and years and years no i didn't know that yeah my dad came from uh, he had he had nine brothers and two sisters okay and six of well all of them played but six of them had a band called the klein brothers in fort dodge around that area and they played at uh, k-a-y-l sure station in, yep. in radio Lake. there yeah and they played there for oh probably four or five years, I suppose, something like that. What type of music? Were More they? country swing, okay. that kind of thing. They had steel guitar and upright doghouse bass. Yeah, and, oh yeah. And uh, guitars and sing and that kind of, and a fiddle. Yeah, one guy played fiddle, my uncle Chick, Chick played fiddle. Okay. Um, and then they would do also, before they started doing all the the uh, um, shorts for movies, yeah. movie theater, Sure. they would play on the stage, you know, in front of the screen, before and sometimes during if it was a double feature they oh played. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so anyway, I asked my dad, sure. So I started with the Cervelles and I was with them, oh, I suppose a couple of years maybe. And it was while I was with them that that we came up to Okaboji when Darnell Olson was running the Rough Garden. Okay. And we came up for a battle of the bands. And we went up a group up against a group called uh, um, the Village Stompers, and Village they were Stompers. from Cedar Rapids. Okay. And they did. They stomped us. <laughs> they stomped they you good? stomped <laughs> us good. We were a decent garage-type band. Yeah. You know? but these guys were real polished, and they had a couple horns and all that. But I didn't know this, that at that show was John Sin. No And kidding. we went back to Fort Dodge, and we were playing some little clubs around there, and we were playing at a place called the Gay 90s. Okay and mostly Friday and Saturday nights, and John Sin and Naomi, and and um, let's see, Bob Godverson. Yep, yep. They, the three of them came down there and saw the group, 
Because he had asked, John had asked Darl Olson, he said, who's that guy singing up there? So he told him, he said, I think his name's Terry Klein from Fort Dodge. Okay. So that's how that kind of thing happened. Now, was this after he had Iowa Great Lakes recording? Or? Oh, yeah. They okay. had, that's, that's so after they, Peter Rabbit? or Right. This okay. was just about in that same, same time. Okay. Frame. Because um, what John said, he came up and asked me on, on break, he said, uh, would you be interested in being a mystery guest with DJ and Runaways? Well, I had heard of DJ and Runaways, of course. Sure. You know? And I said, well, yeah, I'd love to, you know. So they brought me up to Fox Lake Ballroom, or Hands Park or something like that up here. And I did, uh, you know, John, John said, well, we have a mystery guest. <laughs> and so I came out on the stage and did, I suppose, three or four songs. Right. And everybody was looking like, yeah, he's a mystery. Who is it? You know, because they didn't know me from Adam. <laughs> it's a, it's a real mystery. <laughs> Absolutely. So then um, John got in touch with me, and he said that, that Denny Kinsey and Gary Lynn were two of the guys in the DJ Runaways. Right. They were both in the guards. So they wanted to know if I would be able to sing, like during the summer when they had to go away for a month, if I could take one of their places. Right. To, so they could fulfill Step in their so job. they could do their sure. duty, right. Well, in the meantime, they had asked Rusty Davis, who I later become a partner with, right. if he would play keyboards, because Denny Kinsey was going to leave and ah. go to guards also. Okay. So that's how we met. And the way, the way that Rusty and I met was kind of funny. I was from Fort Dodge, and he was from Newell, Iowa, and their band kind of came out of Storm Lake. Okay. Um, uh, Silverhead Beach Nicks. So anyway... Um, they had they had bands on on in Carroll, Iowa, on Sundays. Right. So a lot of guys would go over there if they weren't playing. They go over there. You know, a lot of pretty good crowds all the time. Sure. So I thought I'd just go over and see the group. So I drove over to Carroll, and and, uh, and uh, so I see this guy across the, the dance floor. He's got on beetle boots and black pants and a leopard skin jacket and silver hair, and oh. that that was one of their things. Oh my! Okay. Was silver, silver hair. hair. So I think that's got to be Rusty. I had seen the band once, okay. you know, and they they were pretty up and coming group. They were very innovative. They had the silver hair and the, the jackets and all right. that. And they had done a couple of things. They backed up Sonny and Cher in Omaha. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They'd done some pretty good, pretty wow. big stuff. Yeah, big yeah. gigs. So I walked over and I says, uh, I said, "Are you Rusty Davis?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Well, I'm Terry Klein. I guess we're going to be working together with you, Jane Rose." He said, "Yeah," and turned away. Turn around, walked away, <laughs> and I thought I got to work with this guy for a long time. <laughs> so that's how we kind of got together. And what happened is, is Rusty and I played, I think, two summers with DJ and Runaways for the same reason for the guard thing. Sure. And then John just decided to make the group bigger, and we stayed and just know, stayed with it. Then. Stayed with them. And so you were part of DJ and the Runaways. Part then. of DJ and Runaways. Okay, then. absolutely. And um, so then, you know, we went on those those tours we did in the summertime. Went up to Canada most of the time and okay. did, did a lot of gigs up there. Sure. Um, now, did they have the? We were so prolific with ballrooms. Oh yeah. In the Midwest, yep. did they? As it well? was mostly ballrooms. Okay. The biggest share of them. In fact, we had one was in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Yeah. And and it was it was a skating rink. Well, in the middle of the skating rink, they had a stage. Oh wow. And what we did is we set up all the amplifiers and we turned them on their backs. So that the sound would go up, and then it came around. It came the around, and you know, anyway, we, we did that with the with the uh, Prince uh, in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and, and did that that show, and it was a lot of fun. You know, it was just everybody was they. In fact, they would walk around, and when you started a song, then they'd stop and dance. 
Oh, really? And they'd walk around and stop and dance. And it was it was pretty weird. Be, yeah, yeah it was, it's unusual, yeah, but very unusual. I can see where it'd be a lot of fun, yeah, too. Yeah. And so then we, you know, we, we joined the, the group for good. Um, and then things went on and on. And pretty soon the, the band was like eight, ten pieces at that time. Big, right. big group. Um, Horns and everything oh, at yeah. that time? Oh, yeah. had Mike DeVos was playing sax. Okay. Um, Ron Schuler was playing trumpet. Rusty played trumpet. All right. Um, I wasn't playing any trombone yet then. Okay. In fact, I was. I wasn't playing anything. I was just singing. Just singing. Um, oh, let's see. And then, uh, then there was a spinoff group called called the Sin Men. Yep. Okay. After this is after DJ and Roy was kind of fizzled or not fizzled, but just kind of disbanded. Right. And Sin Men were pretty pretty good group for a long time. We used to play them at Comic Club out in Sioux Falls. Sure. Some groups, yeah. You know things like that. Yeah. Had a great drummer with us named Tommy Gordon, and he he was from Des Moines, and he since and then after he left us, uh, he went with a group called Chase, okay, and played with them, and, and there was a spinoff group from the Sin Men, and this was just about the time I went to the service. Um, it was called the Bag, and this is pretty funny how this this happened was was um, Tom Gordon and Rusty and Ron Schuler and myself. We decided we're going to go and start this group called the Bag. Well, it, Rusty and Tommy they started the group. And so how'd you and come it, up with the name? I well, there was a magic bag. Oh, okay. And it was kind of in, in that psychedelic type thing. So gotcha. they just wanted to call it the that bag. era. Okay. <laughs> so found a, a a bass player who lived in he's from Chicago. Can't even remember his name. He was with us for about uh, 27 miles. We <laughs> dropped him off just on the other side of Chicago on the highway. Right. But anyway, we, we, we hooked up with a guy named Wayne Cochran. Okay. CC Riders. He was a guitar player for him. Oh wow! So we go. We our first job was at the Hollyoak in Indianapolis. Top showroom. I mean, a top showroom. Right. And we're going to trade sets with. Sam and the Sham and the Pharaoh. Oh my gosh. And this is a put together band. So fortunately, most of us had done a lot of the same material, yep. like a lot of bands nowadays. And we get there and we rehearse two solid days with Tommy and, and the rest of the guys. Wow. And we go and we, we do the show and comes off real good. And we played there a number of other, other times, right. you know. Well, in the interim, I get my draft notice. So I, I go and they had a guy named Bobby Dark was his name and he took my place and he was he was a soulful dude okay. very soulful yeah. dude and, and he didn't last too long because I think he had a record or some sort of oh, whatever not, not a, I mean not a record not a, yeah not a 45 yeah <laughs> not a 45 well he might have had a 45 <laughs> too <laughs> because of the record I don't know <laughs> that may have been why he had a record <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so I left um, from Chicago we were playing uh your uncle's mustache in in, um, in um, Chicago at, or Barnaby's, one of those places. You know, it was a little teeny club, and we were clear up in the top of it. Right. And just real neat, neat places like that. So I came back um, and played a little while before I was, you know, with with uh, Denny Story and his band. Okay. For a little while before I went to the service. And what branch were you in? I was in the Marine Corps. You're a Marine. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they, they needed a few good men and they decided to take me also. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, 
So then I get to the service and and um, I came home on boot leave and got married. Okay. Yeah. To, to my wife Vicky and yes. and uh, got out of the service because of a, a medical situation. Okay. Um, came back to Spencer, Iowa. And Vic and I had a little apartment there. Worked for a, a cyanamid, uh, Avco cyanamid company for a while. Right. And then uh, in, the, in the interim, went to work with a group up in the cities through a, a guitar player that had worked with Ginger and Oneways and Send Man and da 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 da. Sure. Gene Robinson. And he tracked me down and says, Terry, you got to come up here. He says, I think you'd like this band. And it was a house band. Okay. And they played at the Midway Shopping Center in St. Paul, and it was called the Hall of Fame. So I go up there, and, and bands was called the Tempters. Well, at that time, they wanted me to change my name. Instead of Terry Klein, it was Terry Kale. K-A-L-E. Really? So there were three guys that, that I signed a contract with. The owner of the of the uh, nightclub, and it was a bowling alley and nightclub. Bowling alley was downstairs. Yeah. And... Um, and then there was two other guys. There was a, a chiropractor and another businessman from from uh, um, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I signed a contract with them. And and I mean they we did a lot of neat stuff. And I was there for probably about a year and a half, something like that. All right. Um, and, and then Rusty got a hold of me. And since the bag had broken up. He had joined a group called the Ups and Downs. Ah, that's where that and, and this is where the Ups and Downs comes right. In. Okay. And so he had joined this group, and he was with them for about six, eight months, something like that. Yeah. And he said, "Terry, you got to come." He says, "We." And that group spun off of a group called the Swinging Lads. Oh, wow. Swinging Lads were a group that did probably well. They did two Oriental tours. They did a couple of Dean Martin shows. Wow. I mean, they were that they were a kind of a vaudeville type act. Okay. All right. And uh, great, great musicians. They had a guy, Jimmy Carsey, who was a bass player, a guitar player, Barry Sax player, did all the choreography. Just wow, really hot. Well, he used to date Goldie Hawn, you know, back in the day. That's good credentials yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Dale was a, a Irish tenor, just awesome. Yeah, uh, they had just really, really good people. And then, so what had happened is that band was kind of breaking up. There's a lot of bands did that sure. over the years. Yeah. You'd have one band have 50, 60 members in it over, over years. Right, yeah. Um, so anyway, the, the, the um, Rusty and the, the sax player, whose name was Emmanuel Molokakis, and his stage name was Manny Paris. Ah, okay. He was a Greek, little Greek guy, great player, yeah. just a super player. They decided to form a new band. And they were going to call it the ups and downs. Okay. So anyway, he says, I want you to come down and audition for this band. He says, send me a tape so I can have Manny listen to it. Right. So I sent him down a tape of, you know, stuff. I was doing some Elvis stuff and I was doing some Tom, I was doing a lot of Tom Jones, you know, and this kind of thing. Sure. So anyway, I sent him down there and, and, he, and, and Manny said, no, he says, I want him singing. And Rusty says, that is him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, I go down to do a, 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 a an audition, and they were playing at the Lions, the Lions Den in Dayton, Ohio, and that's why I met him. Okay. And I go in and I watch this band, and I'm going because they were just phenomenal. Yeah. Because it still had all the members, 
and they were splitting. Okay. Like I was right there in the middle of it. Okay. So I get down there and, and I go up and set in for, I suppose I did a couple, so three songs, you know. And, and Manny said, you know, and they're all going, you know, kind of looking like this. So I went to Manny's room the next morning and kind of talk about what's going on. Yeah. So I get there and he says, well, he says, uh, we'd like to have you work with us if you'd like to. And told me all, you know, what they're going to pay me and all this kind of thing. And he said, there's one thing you're going to have to play trombone. And I says, I don't play trombone. He says, you do now. <laughs> so I had to buy a trombone and learn how to, so I played, and I, just, I didn't read or anything, so they just, they, you know, put down the valves that I'm supposed to, and I bought, bought a valve trombone instead okay. of a slide. Okay. So that's how I started tr playing trombone. And then I had to do all this choreography steps that they had, you know, because openers and closers and all this kind yep. of stuff. That's a lot of learning. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, I got that and, and went with the group and, and, uh, and that lasted a pretty good while. We were doing, most of the jobs we were doing were on the East Coast. Okay. You know, we were, we were in, well, we were Toronto and, you know, Canada and Buffalo, New York and, you know, on down, you know, Connecticut and, and um, just all over the place. All right. Um, down to, and then we did some stuff in, in Memphis. Um, when, one of the craziest jobs, we were playing at the Flicks in Boston. Great club. They had an Olympic-sized swimming pool right in the middle of the place. Oh, cool. So we played there on New Year's Eve. And we opened on the 3rd of January in Riverside, California at the Dunes. Oh, wow. It was like, drive. That, I was going to say, <laughs> drive. It's a bit of a hike. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was unbelievable. We did a few of those, you know. Yeah. going, doesn't this agent have a map? You know? <laughs> yeah. There's got to be something between here. Clear across the country. 3,400 miles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you had to take turns driving and oh, driving yeah. straight through. There'd be no, you know. Well, I used to drive. Rusty used to ride with me a lot in the van, you know. And so I'd drive for 20 hours, and I'd say, Rusty, can you take over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he'd be sleeping. He'd sleep standing up. Uh, okay. So he'd be sleeping, so he'd take over, and it wasn't five miles down the road doing oh, this gosh. thing and hanging his head out the window, you know. <laughs> I'm going, just pull over, I'll yeah. drive, you know. That makes you feel safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, so, so then ups and downs was doing well, and then Rusty and I kind of took the band over together. Um, and worked a long, long time as a five to six piece band. Okay. You know, and then we decided when, when, when the, when the gas prices really started getting tough, there was about 75 cents a gallon. Uh-huh. Which at the time. Oh, unbelievable. Because un yeah. everybody's driving their own vehicles. Yeah. You know, um, we decided we got to find a place to, to kind of base out of. So hooked up with a gentleman up in, in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, both got um, apartments. Mm -hmm. You know, Vic and I were married, and Rusty and Angie had their their son Sean, and right. and, uh, and so we got apartments. And he had two clubs, two two like steakhouses. He had one on Blue Mountain Road, and then he had another one out by the airport. Oh, okay. So what we were going to do is our plan was to work like twenty six weeks a year between those two. Okay. And then go to Vegas and work other places. Right. You know? Okay. Well, that all went real well, and we were doing terrific, and the place is going crazy, both of them. Um, and then he got a divorce. Oh. And his wife got everything, oh. and she sold it, and the guy that bought it didn't want us. Yeah. So there we are. And and 
that was the end of the and this those is how days. we come this is how we come back to Okaboji. and this brought you back home okay. this was 1974 so in 74 we get out of Milwaukee and we come to Okaboji because we both said where do we go that, that we know because we played here a lot we're both from the area right so we come back down here and it's just two of us and we have all this knowledge of, of what to, to do for a show band and there weren't very many show bands around this area at that time right uh, we didn't have a band you know Rusty played bass I was playing guitar at that time yep. and trombone he played trumpet singing we had lots of comedy stuff we could do yeah so we get back to Okaboji and Rusty buys a, mo a mobile home and goes at Smith's RV Center sure and Vic and I rented a house on on uh, Pioneer Beach ah, on okay. East Lake and um, so we're we're doing pretty good we got to find a band so we'd heard about this group called George okay so we go to Sioux Falls to see him and the group consisted of George Arnold on drums okay Bob York on keyboards all right Kevin Kidd on on uh, guitar okay and good three-piece good vocals good musicians so we present this deal to them would you like to be our backup group you know you we'll do the shows back us up for our shows you do the dance sets we'll pay a, at least what you're making or maybe even a little more because we can you know rusty is a pretty good booker yeah you know? okay so they said sure let's give her a shot so we, that's that's how that came to be and first gigs we had were in at um ripley's believe it or not in sioux falls which is right over downtown around by earl's pizza and okay down in that area down in that area you know, yeah. in the in the um the uh, Holiday Inn downtown. In fact, we played there too. Sure. You know? um, and and ran that for oh boy, a good while. And, and then George, I don't know even I can't even remember how that happened, but George left the group, and we got a drummer by the name of Gary Swanson, okay. who was he was from the Sioux Falls area. He's a teacher, and he also was a drummer for Myron Lee and the Caddies. Ah, uh -uh. okay. Sure. So Gary came with us then, and. Um, and then John Mogan worked with us for a while, and he's got Mogan's Heroes. They're yeah. still going. Yeah. You know? So it's just been uh, it's been a ride. Yeah. You know? And a half, and, and everything's been terrific. And then, then some things happened. We had a club for a while called uh, The Outrigger. Mm -hmm. Ran that for about eight years. Um, we'd work there all summer, and then play out during the wintertime, you know? Right. Um, then there was a time when when Rusty and I were gonna we're gonna do another club and it was called the Okaboji Club, and that was in the, right up on seventy one across from the hospital. It was a restaurant. Oh, okay. Now it's a church. Oh, I know where it's at. There. Yeah, okay, but yeah, it sure. was a restaurant and and made it bigger, made a showroom, and worked that for a while. Well, then some things went belly up and you know all that kind of thing. Yeah. So Rusty moved to Florida, okay. and I went down with him. Oh, you did. You went down. I went to down, Florida helped him move down there, and, and we did a couple of you know little sets, and it was so clicky that it would take forever to kind of get into uh, being able to play. So I just came back up here, okay. and, and that's where I went with with uh, Larry Stoller. Oh yeah, yeah. And and went to um, Walter J's Lounge and did started doing my single. Okay, that's where my that's, that's when started. you started doing your single. Yep. And I was using cassette tapes with a little cassette player yep. with a microphone hooked up to it to a little PA system I put together and, 
And it went great. Well, you, you know, didn't have to worry about somebody not showing up or something. Absolutely, that way. but if somebody made a mistake, everybody knew who did it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and you guys played at the Bavarian Gardens a lot too, didn't you? Uh, with um, when Rusty was around, and um, well, no, that was that was actually that was our club above the Bavarian Gardens, which was called the Outrigger. Okay. Bavarian Gardens on the bottom, right? Then the Outrigger, and then and then the uh, uh, what was the name of that? Max Corey had that restaurant. Um, any of the restaurant was upstairs. Okay. Yeah. And that was that was kind of funny, too, because I was in cleaning the Outrigger one time. And a couple of gals came in. We weren't open, open during the daytime, right. the rule. You know, we just did the shows at night. Yeah. And she said, we'd like a couple of Bloody Marys, and we'd like to sit on your deck. <laughs> and I said, well, we're not open. And I said, we don't have a deck. <laughs> well, yes, you do. And I said, well, no, no, ma'am, we, we don't have a deck. Yeah. Well, it's right out. I says... Watch your step, because <laughs> the deck was below us. It was it's a lulu, yeah. yeah. But anyway, oh, I'm sorry. I said, well, that's fine. That's all right. <laughs> you were a little hammered when you left here yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we had some great times. Oh, I'm sure just, you did. You used to do the the uh, uh, the gong show, you know, with yeah. college kids and that. Yeah. Um, you know, just, well, my wife used to, and she thought you were at the, and this is before I lived here when she sure. was a kid. She'd go to the Emporium. Right to listen to you and Rusty, and she always thought it was she was remembering as the garden. So, yeah. oh, it was yeah. the outrigger. Okay, yeah. so it was the outrigger, and uh, and and then uh, there was a group called uh, the Carway Brothers. Yeah, used to play the gardens all all the, the time. time. Yep, all the time. Yep. Um, but anyway, um, then I started doing my single, and the rest is kind of. Yeah. History up until this time when we started doing Elvises and all that kind of thing. Well, and we can't forget you've been inducted into the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on a couple different. Yeah, yeah. For I was, yourself, I, as, I was inducted as a single, as a as a solo artist. Yep. And then I was also inducted uh, with Ups and Downs. Yeah. You know, and South Dakota. And then in South Dakota, Ups and Downs was was uh, inducted over there, which that's that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an oh my honor. goodness! I mean, Absolutely. your body of work and. From you know when I think about you weren't born here, you weren't raised here. You know you spent a lot of time for what you mean to this area, Terry. It's, it's been good. It's yeah, been real good. The area has been great to me, and and the audience. I mean, there are people that that live here, and they'll move away to California or Florida or wherever. You yeah. know, and they always come back. Yeah, it's just they always come back, and you can hate the winter all you want to. Because I remember the times when when there was nothing here after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. You could shoot a cannon down through, you wouldn't hit anybody. Oh, sure. It was just like they found a drain on the lake. Yep. Said, okay, exactly. turn off the lights and we'll see you in a May. And the, and the amount of people went from bingo to nothing, yeah. you know. Um, and now it's it's way, you know, because of, you know, the, the well, there's a lot of businesses now. Right. More businesses. Yep. Um, the Winter Games has been a yep. huge deal. Well, now we have venues like the the new Roof Garden exactly. that can house shows exactly. and everything. What a job they did with that! Yeah, twelve you months know. out of the year, and uh, and you know I always think about when I first moved here in in ninety. A lot of clubs had DJs right. playing spinning records at yep. that time, yep. and it was years later where all of a sudden, and Iowa rock and roll kind of played into it as well with. Uh, all of a sudden, you started seeing more live acts, right. you know, outdoor settings, yep. and people coming to it. Yeah, You're they, they about, missed it. Talking about the outdoor setting, you know, um, Tom Torville and Becky. 
Uh, and uh, Rebecca Peters. Yes. Yeah. They wrote that book, uh, you know, Green Space and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, and I did a forward with it, and Tim Horseman did one. And, and, and I found out, and I didn't even remember this because we were just playing gigs and playing gigs and playing gigs, that I was like third or fourth in, it, in the amount of places around this area that I played. Yeah. And it was just amazing. Yeah. And, it, and then the Dixieland band was the number one, and I never, I don't even remember them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? But I guess they were here. Yeah, you know. evidently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, and, and the thing that Tom's done for this area too, and John Sandin, you and know, John, just, yeah. just uh, um, amazing people in this area. Yeah. And, they, and they love music. And they do. Know? They do. And you see and people it love music. Thursday nights on Rock the Roof. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, when you can get a thousand people every Thursday night yep. when, the, when there's no pandemic, that helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's amazing because people appreciate you know yourself as the artist all the, the the ones that came through the original roof garden the ones that come you know, are oh, inducted sure. into the rock and roll sure. hall of fame it's i remember when the, when the roof garden came down and they were going to do a new one and they had a slab over here they just had it was a concrete slab put up chairs and i think you know probably uh, center blocks and planks or something yeah rusty and i did a show there it was 1996 and it was the first actual probably you could say it was probably the first rock the roof yeah because it was amazing yeah, you know people absolutely. just the people just loved it yeah you know and they, and they'll they come from all over the place that's like the, the winter dance party that they do over in, in uh, clear lake yeah absolutely people come here for the same reason yeah they you're very do. right they do and i feel fortunate that i've had a chance to yeah we had our first show doing elvis together it was in 97 it was the 20th anniversary yep. and elvis had passed and, yep. and that was in I'll call it Roof Garden Two. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and now we've had the chance to do all the shows in the yep. existing Roof Garden. Absolutely. So it, it's just a treat, and uh, it's it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Don't know if we'll do another Elvis, but you you never can say never. Never say never. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as long as my legs have a little shake left. Yeah, well, might don't. Yeah, I had a little uh, little bout this this winter with a little back surgery, but yeah. I'm I'm coming back. You're on the mend, and I'm getting I'm getting there. I might have to use a stool. Yeah, well, but whatever. Burl Ives did it, so and, I can do it too. <laughs> and my shaking is more involuntary than <laughs> you too. <huh? laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. So, well, my friend, thank you for coming in. Sharing. Thank you very much. It's been I a learned pleasure. a lot. I've known you for how many years, and I've learned Long so time. much today. So. I got a lot of secrets. In fact, I'll tell you one more thing. Good. There have been a lot of people that asked Rusty and I to write a book. I said most people wouldn't believe it, and there's a lot of things you couldn't put in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, for the grandkids times. to read. We are great, great times uh, wouldn't change any of it for yeah. nothing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So all good well, memories. It's a treat. Yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you again for thank coming in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And my, go ahead. And thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. My friend Terry Klein here with me today, and we want to thank him for taking time with us. We want to thank you for watching us right here on Okaboji Broadcast. Okaboji Broadcast from the studios at Historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park is brought to you by the Scott Troutman State Farm Agency in Spirit Lake. Pure Fishing in Spirit Lake, Last Touch Painting and Cleaning, providing interior, exterior, house painting, and professional cleaning services in Spirit Lake. Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, advisor Jan Spielman, AJ Spielman, and Erica Wachholz. 
Duckies Marine and Motorsports Repair in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, Dream Big, Plan Wisely, Live Well. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Attorney Bethany Brands at Brands Law Office in Spirit Lake. Ruthven Locker at the Lake, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Beck Engineering in Spirit Lake. V Radiant Laser Skin Studio in the Okaboji Plaza in Okaboji. The YMCA of the Okabojis is the Bedell Family YMCA, building strong families and strong communities.